0: Sunday morning in the 9am service I talked a little bit about you know why we preach faith and we discuss several things we won't go into tonight but one of the key scriptures we utilized Sunday morning was Romans 117 for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith so you and I are the just and we are to live by faith and so it's really really good And you're really, really smart not to allow your faith to be dormant. You're, You're really sharp and quick and bright when you use your faith every day. This measure of mountain moving faith on the inside of you is to be nourished. It is to be fed. It is to be developed. It is to be strengthened. It is to be used, like Brother Copeland says, like a mechanic would use a tool. Hallelujah. So it's good to be in faith for finances. It's good to be in faith for your physical health. It's good to be in faith. In many areas of life. But oh, it's also good for us to be in faith for the glory. Faith for the glory. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight for just a little while. Faith for the glory turn with me if you would over to um john chapter 11 john the 11th chapter this is a faith church and we are in faith on many fronts and in many areas amen but oh we do not want to relax our hold and our stance on faith for the glory for us individually and us corporately. In verse 39, Jesus said, Take you away the stone. The sister of him that was dead said to him, Lord, by this time, the boy stinks. For he had been dead four days. And Jesus said unto her in verse 40, "Seth, I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe... That thou shouldest see the glory of God. So there we have a scripture then that we can be in faith for the glory. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And when Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that you have heard me. And I know that you hear me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Verse 43, and when he thus had spoken, he crowd, cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto him, unto them, do what? Him and let him go. Can we do just a little bit better than that? I know it's been hot out, so some of you might be draggy, but let's try that one more time. Loose him. So here's Lazarus. Cold, dead, stiff, and stinking. Next thing you know, he's sitting at the table saying, pass the biscuits, please. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I believe that when the glory of God hits a lot of Christians, even though they may be a little dead, a little cold, and their walk has been a little stiff, but oh, when the glory hits them, they're going to come to the Lord's table and say, pass the healing bread, please. Amen. So the question is, is did they see the glory of God? Faith for the glory. For the glory brings revival. The glory brings miracles. The the glory brings harvest. Contending for souls without the presence of God is a very difficult thing to accomplish. But winning souls with signs and wonders and miracles... And the presence on you and all around you and your words anointed as if you were speaking prophetically and not being weird about it. That will draw people to him. Mm -mm -mm. Faith for the glory. So here's a verse of scripture that you might have heard in this church a couple times, maybe two or three. Romans ten seventeen. Let's look over there. Romans ten seventeen. We could quote it, but let's, let's look at it. Faith believes. Faith receives. Faith speaks. And faith acts. Romans 10.17 Where does this faith for the glory come from? Romans 10.17 says So then faith cometh by what? Faith for salvation at one time in your life came by hearing the word. Faith for healing comes by what? Hearing the word. Here's another one: faith for being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's true. What does it come by? By hearing the word. It comes by hearing the word. Yeah. That's why it's so important yeah. right. for you to hear the word and be convinced of the word, and then receive what the word says is yours. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, it was kind of a funny, not funny, but it was different because. I I really wasn't prepared. I was at, you know, like a home Bible study, Paul Arnopolis, Minneapolis, a Greek brother, mightily used of God. Uh, Man, just so thick in his home and, you know, just people by, I don't know how many people were in his living room, seemed like 40 or 50, I mean. And uh, I'd just been saved two weeks and and they said, Would well, anybody want to be saved? Of course, I didn't know enough to know I was already saved, so I raised my hand. And then, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get saved. I'll get born again again. And then, anybody want the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Well, you know, I was Catholic. I, Man, baptism, I'll take it. So next thing I know, there's about 40 or 50 hands on me. And they're just laying hands on me, and they are just praying in tongues, loud. I'm telling you, I felt something. Sure. I felt the glory. Yeah. I sensed the glory. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't speak that night. But over the process of time, as I fed my spirit with the Word of God, and as I just stepped out and spoke the Word I had yes. over and over again, you know, there I goes saying, you know, again. But you understand. You comprehend. Yes. Yo comprendo. But the more I just worked in that area, then out of my belly began to flow rivers of living water. That was a glorious experience. But ultimately, God's MO is to hear the word, get that word, believe that word, mix faith with that word, and receive what He's got for you. So faith comes, it comes by hearing. And faith for the glory of God also comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so it's important for us to believe it, to speak it, prepare for it, and then expect it to happen. Expectation. And be excited about it. Get excited about it. If you are expecting a $1,000 check that Tony said he sent you yesterday, can't use Raul because he's gone. Of all places, Raul is in Las Vegas. Can you believe it? (laughs) He's in a meeting, but... Tony's a man of his word. If he said he's going to send you $1,000, you can bank on it. Glory to God. So you've got the word, you heard the word, you believe the word, and now you're expecting. And you don't just sit around the house, you're kind of twiddling your thumbs, saying, Well, no big deal. You are excited. You are waiting for the mailman to come. Why? Because you're expecting. Let us stir ourselves up here at Heart of the Bay. Let us stir up the gifts that are on the inside of us. Let us stir up our expectors. And let us get excited about the days in which we are living. Oh, it's so easy not to be excited. It's so easy to let the cares of this life enter in and choke the Word. It's so easy to let other things in. But I'm saying to you as your pastor, these are days of glory. These are days of revival. These are days of heaven upon earth. Let us expect it, and let's be excited about it. Hallelujah. Thank God for the glory of God. It is not some sort of esoteric thing where when we talk about the glory of God, it's, it's kind of just out there and just kind of out there in outer space. No, Jesus Christ in you is the hope of glory. Jesus, if you're born again, Jesus Christ is in you. And that is... The expectation, if you will, and the excitement of the glory of God. What's he going to do today? What's going to happen on the job today? What's going to happen? God's going to set us up with divine glory appointments. He's going to connect you with people and Connect you with opportunities. That's the glory of the Lord in manifestation. And the glory of God shall be manifest. It shall be seen all around. Miracles and healings shall abound. It'll be seen and heard far and wide. And many shall be saved and come on over to the Lord's side. Glory to God. Say this with me. Amen. Healing shall abound. Healing shall Seen, and heard. Seen and heard. Far and wide. Far and, wide. And, many shall be saved. and many shall be saved. And they'll come on over to the Lord's side. Amen. It's just a whole lot easier when he's helping you. Yeah. Let's. Let's hear some word on it. Turn with me to Numbers fourteen twenty-one. Just don't put this off just for the church and for revival. Believe this in your heart for yourself. Amen. Heavy with everything good. The manifest presence of God at my kitchen table. The manifest presence of God on BART when I board it tomorrow. You know, Holy Ghost can come upon you while you're sitting in your chair at home. I mean, he can be so strong on you to us heavy with everything good. It's almost like a cloak of grace and glory just comes on you and rests upon you. And you can just sit there all day and smile and say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can remember back in the 70s. That reminds me of a, Gentleman by the name of Norval Hayes. I didn't say normal Hayes because there really wasn't that much normal about Norval. <laughs> Norval Hayes was this is this man from Tennessee, and he just absolutely was a great is a great man of faith, but also a great man of worship and praise. That's true. And I can remember it was probably 1976 or 77 when they literally. Uh, I think they were dedicating that one building that we had classes in, and uh, they were doing tours of it, and I think it was on a Sunday, and they were showing people around, and And Norval was sitting in Brother Hagin's chair. We kind of were able to look into the office, and, and Norval, he looked like the cat that ate the canary, and he just, he just exuded the love of God. And his face was lit up. It was just lit up by the glory. And he's sitting there in that chair. And he's just, he's, a, he's in another world. Not a weird world, but the God world. And he's just worshiping God. And you can do that in your own home. I double-dogged dairy just to turn the TV off. Turn the iPhone off. Put it on airplane mode. You know, when you put put your phone on airplane mode in church, no one can get to you. You can't send messages. You can't receive messages. You're on airplane mode. If you want to press into the power of God... Go airplane mode. But don't put it on airplane mode when it comes to your relationship with God. Because you want to be hearing messages from Him. Let's look at the Word. Numbers chapter 14 and verse 21. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. Here's what God says. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with... With terrorism, all the airways shall be filled with strife over the conventions. No, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of God. Hallelujah. Somebody says, well, I know the glory of God's not filling that place. Don't be so concerned about that place. Be more concerned about your place. Put your stake in the ground. Hey, the glory of God is filling me. It's filling my house. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. Try to follow along as good as you can. The book of Habakkuk, one person called it Habakkuk. But Habakkuk chapter 2. As truly as I live. Man, you can bank on that. As truly as he lives, my body shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. As truly as he lives, my kids will get saved and be filled with the glory of the Lord. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. For the earth shall be filled with what? With the knowledge of what? The Earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now what does that mean? That means the glory of God's going to be in manifestation, and people are going to see it. People are going to hear about it. People are going to know about it. The whole Earth. hallelujah. And then look over at Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 5. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm in faith for the glory tonight. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 5. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. We could say it is written. This could be a part of your, conf- your, your confession package. Glory defined means manifest presence of God. It means heavy weight. It means heavy weighty with everything good. Another definition for glory is to be rich. It also means splendor. It means brightness. It means magnificence. And it means greatness. And so the manifestation of God's glory is the manifestation of the atmosphere of heaven. It is a manifestation of the love of God. And here's what Joel said about this glory. In Joel chapter 2 and verse 21, let's begin there and we'll drop down, write down a few verses. But in Joel chapter 2 and 21... It says, "Fear not, O land; be glad and be sad." No, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. How many of you have seen the Lord do some awesome things already? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Has He done some great things? Yes. We haven't seen hardly anything That's yet. That's true. That is true. He's, he's fixing to put on a show. Verse 22, be not afraid, you beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree bears her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. Now I want you to notice specifically here That the former rain was moderate. Rain is is a type of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Rain is a type of the glory being in manifestation. He said, in that day it was moderate. In other words, it was mild, it was temperate, it was toned down. It was kept within a reasonable limit with somewhat of a restraints. It was kept with due measure. So what this is saying is in former days, he displayed his glory moderately. God calls splitting the Red Seas moderate. (laughs) He calls Elijah's miracles moderate. We could say it this way. It's nothing for our God. It's big to us. But we should not put all of our stock in what happened in yesterday and in yesteryear. What do you say? We move on and go and believe for greater. That's what he's telling us. In Haggai chapter 2, let's look over there in verse 9. Haggai the second chapter in verse 9. Thank God he's got a church here that prays. Amen. Thank God he's got a people that will declare this and believe this and act on yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hey, guy, 2 verse 9 says, The glory of this latter house shall be what? Greater. How many of you know that we are in the latter house? Yeah. So he says, The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, says the Lord. So God calls temples, you and me, hallelujah. He calls us in a time where we have been reserved as the latter house. He calls in the glory in a greater fashion. The latter house is not a building. The latter house is the body of Christ. The latter house is the body of the anointed one and his anointing. You and I are part of this latter house. Look at Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 6. It says, but Christ as a son over his own house. We better wait till we get there let's read it together but christ as a son over his own house whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end i want you to pay particular attention we are his house We are living, walking, talking temples of the Lord of glory. You are his house. You are his temple. And the glory of his latter house is going to be greater than the former. Let's let's solidify this in our spirit as we continue to hear the word. Look at 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 16. Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter and the 16th verse. For you are the temple of God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them. And I'm going to be their God and I'm going to be their people and they shall be my people. Woo, man. I believe this, that you and I are headed for greater glory like no generation has ever yet experienced. This word greater means superior, outstanding, distinguished, and it means Standing out. He's taken you and me. He's taken the body of Christ. Those who will go. Those who will enter into the flow. He's taken us into the greater. Smith Wigglesworth saw it. Dad Hagen saw it. Ed Dufresne saw it. We've seen it. But we're going to see it in a greater, greater measure. Say it with me. We're in it now. now. Here's what Dad went on to say in one of his books, In a New Wave of Glory. He went on to say, all the gifts of the Spirit will be in operation in the church in these last days. And the church will do greater things than even the early church did. It will have greater power, signs, and wonders than were recorded in the book of Acts of the Apostles. He went on to say that we have seen and experienced many healings, but we will now behold amazing miracles that have not yet been seen before. Jesus told him this. In one of these visions he had. Jesus told him more and more miracles will be performed in the last days, which are just ahead. For it is time for the gift of the working of miracles to be in more prominence. We now have entered in to the era of of the miraculous now there is a new wave of glory that i believe that has already burst upon the earth but i believe that it's going to get greater and greater in manifestation the closer and closer the time comes when we're going to be caught away he said this in his book the next wave of glory is about to burst upon us in all of its glory and every one of us should be determined not to miss it. We have seen the wave called the healing revival. We've seen the wave called the charismatic movement. We've seen the wave of faith and the teaching of God's word. But now another wave is coming. We could say another wave is here. It's the wave of the Holy Ghost. And he went on to say, oh yes, we've seen the power of the Holy Spirit in a limited fashion. But a wave is coming that will bring his power on a higher level and in a far greater measure than we've ever seen heretofore. And of course, you understand this was years ago when, when he was saying this and prophesying this. So we, 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 we're, we've seen much of it. We haven't seen the full measure of it. But he goes on to say this. Oh yes, we've seen the power of the Holy Spirit in a limited fashion. But a wave is coming that will bring his power on a higher level and in a greater measure than we've ever seen heretofore. He said, I can see that wave out yonder in the deep waters. It's coming. Mm -hmm. The waves of the Holy Ghost power are building higher. And I like this. Don't stay on the old wave of yesterday's move of the Spirit. One of the things that dad said what is the, what's the Lord doing in these last days? What's the Holy Ghost doing? If he said it once in this church, he said it many times. If he said it once in other, he said it many times. He said what God's doing in these last days, he's building strong local churches that will learn to move with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, Say it with me. He's building strong, he's building strong. local churches local. That will learn learn. to move move. with with the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? Learn to move with the Holy Ghost. That means that the Holy Ghost must be given place. I know of one church that the Lord himself said to this pastor. He said, I want my church back. I'm talking about George Pearsons down there in Eagle Mountain. Brother Copeland's son-in-law, married to Terry, Brother Copeland's daughter. They pastor a great church down there called Eagle Mountain. The Lord said to him, I want my church back. I want my church back. I want I want healings. You know what George did? The Lord instructed him to throw the clock away. I'm telling you, they just threw the clock away. There's a clock right up there. I am ever so mindful of that clock. Tick, talk, Tick, talk, Because you can feel the pressure at around 1230 every Sunday morning. Now you don't want to have services just to go on and just blow a bunch of hot air. But we want services yeah, yeah. where He's given enough place he's got to, have time. to be able to move. Yeah. You know, and you can, you can go on and on and on and on and on and just get in the flesh and just do a bunch of stuff that's, that is not God. But what do you say we believe for the real McCoy? Yeah. That's why I get so thrilled to come to church on a Sunday night where I don't have to preach. And I'm getting all sorts of revelation in that front row, man. Spirit of, with the spirit of wisdom and revelation is coming on me strong when I sit in this place and then we're able to flow a little longer yes, true. Is true. praise God yes. well can't God just do it in, a, in 10 minutes <laughs> not always Because they're, they're, in, in, in some settings, there's got to be a foundation laid. Yes. And if the foundation is not laid many times, you, you have a nice little service. It's, it's nice. The teaching's good. Oh, my pastor, that was such a good message. It's just so Wonderful. I'm not belittling that. It sounds like I am. That's good. That's okay. But I believe God's got more for us. Hallelujah. So they threw the clock away. Because Jesus told them, I want my church back. So easy to have a form of godliness, but deny the power. Paul said, when I came to you, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. But it was in demonstration of the spirit of God and of the power of God. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but that your faith should be in the power of God. You could say it like this, faith for the glory. Amen. Glory to God. Let's just praise him for a moment. Don't worry, I'm not going to hold you till 9 o'clock tonight. It's, dear God, I know better than that. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Stir our hearts, Lord. Stir our hearts. Stir our hearts. Hallelujah. So he said the waves of the Holy Ghost power are building higher. And you don't have to have super duper in the church to have it happen. You don't have to have some sort of hot shot evangelist. We already got the hot shot evangelist. His name is Jesus. The waves of the Holy Ghost power are building higher don't stay On the old wave of yesterday's move of the Spirit, there are literally churches that have not moved on and in to the moving of the Holy Spirit, and they're strictly a teaching center. Strictly a teaching center. All word? You can dry up. All spirit, you can blow up. So there needs to be the balance of the Word and the Spirit. Let's place our hands over our hearts and say, Lord, help us to be a blessing. Help us to discern the times in which we live. Help us in this church move with the Holy Ghost. So he went on to say, swim out to the deep waters of the spirit realm by praying in the Holy Ghost. There's a big key right there. Yes, indeed. Major. It's been ankle deep. Some quarters it's knee deep. But he wants us to. Just dive in. Brenda's got a great message called jump in the river. Let's just jump in the river together. Let's just jump in the ocean and let's swim. But I think it's interesting. He said, swim out to the deep waters of the spirit realm by praying in the Holy Ghost. And get on the next wave of God's purposes for this hour. Then keep on praying so you can ride that new wave as it builds and builds in divine power and glory. He said, I'm convinced the wave that is coming will be twice as high as the healing wave. The charismatic wave and the faith wave. Yeah. In fact, it will be twice as high as all of them put together. Glory to God. I believe it's going to be a wave that sweeps us right on into the shores of the glory. Hallelujah. Are you ready to go? Yes. Are you ready to go on to be with the Lord? Are you ready to see the goodness of God in the land of the living and then check out of here? So What? I don't know if I'm ready or not. We well, better get ready. Gabriel's wetting his lips, baby. He's a coming soon. Let's look at John chapter 14, verse 12. John 14, 12. John 14, 12. Here's the thought as we close. Greater glory and greater works go together. We could say it this way. There are greater works to be done in this greater glory. In John fourteen 12, Let's read on verses through 14. Ready, read. Let's go. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I go to my Father. Think about that. Verse 13. Verse 13 and 14. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be what? Glorified "Glorified in the Son. And then verse 14. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What do you say we ask for this greater works? What do you say we ask for this greater glory? This greater miracles. Psalms 48 verse one, and I want you to stand up if you would, please. Psalms 48 one. We're going to end with some praise. We're going to end with some praise tonight to Him. Amen. And I'll tell you why we are. Says as soon as I read this verse, I'm excited about life. How about you? Glory to God. I'm ready to go. I'll be honest with you. I'm 65 years old and I, man, I've been looking for tickets to Europe and all over the place. I'm ready. I am flat ready to go. I'm ready to preach. In Psalms 48:1, it says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Greatly praised. Now listen to this statement. Jerry Savelle made this a few years ago. I love it. And I think it's awesome. PT, if you'd come to the piano. He said this. Praising Him greatly is a seed you sow for Him to do greater things. Praising Him greatly is a seed you sow for Him to do greater things. He receives it as a seed and a harvest to greater things. So I think in response to the message, and I think we ought to just praise him for a few minutes. Glory to God. Just lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and let's give him praise.